Section 133 of The Wonder Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Patricia Drake. The Wonder Garden by Francis Jenkins Alcott. The Girl Who Trod on a Loaf. Of course, you have heard of the girl who trod on a loaf so as not to spoil her pretty shoes and you know all the punishment this brought upon her. She was a poor child, but very vain and proud. She had a bad disposition, people said. As she grew older, she became worse instead of better. But she was very beautiful, and that was her misfortune. You will bring evil on your own head, said her mother, and when you grow up, you will break my heart. And she did, sure enough. At length she went into the country to be the servant of some very rich people. They were as kind to her as if she had been one of their very own family, and she was so well dressed and so pretty that she became more vain than ever. When she had been there a year, her master and mistress said to her, You should go and visit your relations, little Inger. So she went in all her finest clothes. But when she reached the village, and saw her old mother sitting on a stone and resting her head against a bundle of firewood that she had picked up in the forest, Inger turned back. She felt ashamed that she, who was dressed so well, should have a mother who was a ragged creature and picked up sticks for her fire. A half year more had passed by. You must go home and see your old parents, little Inger, said her mistress. Here is a large loaf of white bread. You can carry them this, and they will be rejoiced to see you. And Inger put on her best clothes and nice new shoes. She lifted her dress high and walked carefully so she might not soil her garments or her feet. By and by she came to where the path went over a marsh. There was water and mud in the way. She threw the loaf of bread into the mud so that she could step on it and go over with dry shoes. But just as she placed one foot on the bread and lifted the other up, the loaf sank into the marsh deeper and deeper until she went entirely down and nothing was to be seen but a black bubbling pool. And what became of Inger? She went down to the moor woman who brews below. The moor woman is the aunt of the fairies, but no one knows anything more about the moor woman except that when the meadows and marshes begin to reek in summer, it is because the old woman is brewing. Into her brewery it was that Inger sank. The kettles were filled with horrible smells, and snakes and toads were crawling around. Into this place little Inger sank. The bread stuck fast to her feet and drew her down. She shivered in every limb. This comes from wishing to have clean shoes, thought Inger. She stood there like a statue, fastened to the ground by the bread. Around her were many strange beings. How they stared at her with wicked eyes. It must be a pleasure to them to see me, thought little Inger. I have such a pretty face and am so well dressed. And she dried her tears. She had not lost her conceit. But the worst of all was the dreadful hunger she felt. Could she not stoop down and break off a piece of the bread on which she was standing? No. Her back was stiffened. Her hands and her arms were stiffened. Her whole body was like a statue of stone. She could move only her eyes. The gnawing hunger was terrible to bear. If this goes on, I cannot hold out much longer, she said. But she had to hold out. 
though her sufferings became greater than a warm tear fell upon her head it trickled over her face and neck all the way down to the bread another tear fell and still another and then many more who was weeping for little inger had she not a mother up yonder on the earth and inger could hear all that was being said about her above in the world and it was nothing but blame and evil though her mother wept and was very sorrowful yet she said pride goes before a fall that was your great fault little inger oh how miserable you have made your mother but inger's heart became still harder than the stone into which she was turned she felt hatred for all mankind she listened and heard people above telling her story as a warning to children and the little ones called her ungodly inger she was so naughty they said so very wicked that she deserved to suffer the children always spoke harshly of her but one day when hunger and suffering were gnawing her dreadfully she heard her name mentioned and her story told to a child a little girl the child burst into tears when will she come up again she asked the answer was she will never come up again but if she will beg pardon and promise never to be naughty again asked the child but she will not beg pardon they said oh i wish she would sobbed the child i will give my doll in my doll's house if she may come up poor little inger these words touched inger's heart she wished to cry but she could not years and years went by on the earth above and inger's mother died the children who had wept for her grew to be old oh very old indeed and the lord was about to call her to himself and as her gentle spirit was passing she remembered inger and wept once more for the fate of the unhappy one and her tears sounded like an echo in the abyss where inger was one of god's spirits was weeping for her and remorse and grief filled inger's soul such as she had never felt before she thought that for her the gates of mercy would never open and as in deep shame and humility she thought thus a ray of brightness penetrated into that dismal abyss a ray more vivid and glorious than the sunbeams that melt the snow figures children make in their gardens and this ray more quickly than the snowflake that falls on a child's warm mouth can melt caused inger's stony figure to dissolve and a little gray bird arose following the zigzag course of the ray to the earth above but the bird was afraid and shy of everything around it it felt ashamed and hid in a dark hole in a wall there it sat and it crept into the farthest corner trembling all over for a long time it sat thus before it ventured to look out at all the beauty around it the air was so fresh and soft the moon shone so clearly the trees and the flowers gave out sweet odors how all creation told of love and glory the little bird would have willingly poured forth its joy in song but the power was denied it then it flew out of the hole and longed more than ever to sing in gratitude perhaps some day it might find a voice if it could perform some deed of thankfulness might not this happen the winter was a hard one the waters were frozen thickly over 
the birds and wild animals in the wood could scarcely get wood the little bird flew about the country roads and when it found a few grains of corn dropped in the ruts it would eat only a single grain while it called to all the starving sparrows to come and enjoy the rest it would also fly from village to village and look about and where kind hands had strewed crumbs outside the windows for birds it would eat only one crumb and give all the rest to the sparrows at the end of the winter the little bird had found and given away so many crumbs of bread that they equaled in weight the loaf upon which little inger had trod in order to save her fine shoes from being soiled and when it had given away the very last crumb the gray wings of the bird became white and expanded wonderfully it is flying over the sea exclaimed the children who saw the white bird now it seemed to dip into the ocean and now it rose into the clear sunshine it glittered in the air it disappeared high high above and the children said that it had flown up to the sun hans christian anderson adapted end of section number 133 recording by patricia drake